and welcome back to what seems like it's gonna be a very 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 ghetto episode of standard definition where we talk about the now the before and the later i'm pretty sure i'm about to start getting a million and one interruptions even though nobody was just moving before i got up to start recording i'm really irritated i shouldn't even got up to do this like i really really like i just like if if not now then when if not now then when but welcome back to standard definition where we talk about the now the before and the later um formalities formalities uh where have i been it's been probably twice the amount of time i took in between the last hiatus and i have no excuses besides the deterioration of my mental health and primarily focusing on a man who doesn't really love me as much as i think and it's just like I probably shouldn't have said that because that was kind of just like me speaking out of anger. But it's just like at this point, I'm going to let the cookie fall where the cookies fall. Because I'm going to just say this and I'm going to leave this where it is for the next formal episode of Standard Definition. If your partner can go all day without talking to you, but can do other things like be on Instagram, buy weed, there's something happening. There's a bigger picture and you need to get to the bottom of it. But anyway, I'll get to the like the real thick meat of what is really going on in my life what has been really going on in my life and all the other all the other stuff in the next episode of standard definition but you know in the meantime how have i been blanket statement i've been okay i've been fine i've been keeping my head above water today is jan january today's june 2nd and my birthday is on june 5th which is this saturday and i'm pretty pretty excited uh I'm pretty excited because it's it's, it's me. I mean, it's my birthday. I feel like I deserve to be excited over that. But at the same time, like the person that I'm dealing with, I feel like he has it in his mind that I need him for this day. And there's just been this like almost like narcissistic feel about me making a plan but you know me being forced to have shit planned out quote-unquote forced and just 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 overall pressure of oh i want to do something for us so i did it i just haven't heard any real true interest in the things that i wanted to do for my birthday which is why it's kind of like why i feel comfortable coming on here just speaking about it to nobody versus telling him it's crazy but it's just like whatever i don't want to feel in control I don't want to feel like people are doing it because they feel like they have to. Like, I feel like he feels like he has to do something for my birthday or he has to play their role for my birthday. And it's just like, if you don't feel it in your heart, then don't do it. Because I'll I'll brief this now, but I'll explain it more so in the next episode. There's been situations where it's just like, You'll do stuff for me. Tell me that you don't mind doing it and you're selfless and you're right. And then you'll turn around out of anger and throw it in my face. So it's just like I'm really stuck in between letting him do what he wants to do and just completely telling him I don't want him in my plans because our anniversary is the next day. Because I just don't want nobody to ruin my day. And I know that my friends are, you know, easygoing and knowing that. I want what I want on my day, but it just seems like he's just at eyes with the fact that I want everything my way on my birthday, and it's just kind of, like, pissing me off. Like, my whole relationship right now is pissing me off. Like, it's really, really, it's like I'm at odds with myself and what I should be doing, what I need to be doing, what I can do. 
And I don't want to feel like that. I don't want to feel like I can't talk to my partner and I have to get on my podcast, a public fucking platform, and say things and allude to my unhappiness in my relationship where I'm supposed to be happy. Granted, things have happened. Things have transpired over the last couple of weeks. Mistakes have been made. Words have been thrown. And I am not a victim at all. I'm definitely a suspect. And I've righted my wrongs to the best of my abilities. But it's just irritating when... Someone who's actually a brick wall tries to play as a fluffy plush pillow and they're not that. And it's just like, I'm a need for that to change. And it's just like, hopefully you're listening to this and you can get another insight. You know, another form of perspective versus, you know, hearing it from me or whatever. And I'll just leave you guys at this because I'm four minutes in and I haven't even briefed you guys on what the fuck is happening today on this episode. Don't ever let somebody manipulate you into feeling bad for how you reacted to how they made you feel. And that's just that. So with that being said, today we will be reviewing the new cast for RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 6 premiering June 24th on Paramount+. Plus. We'll be talking about the cast today. I won't be discussing their Meet the Queens because the Meet the Queens was kind of just like, ugh, whatever. It was very lackluster this year. But I definitely will be talking about their interest looks and their promo looks. And I'm very excited because All-Stars is something that I feel like is starting to lose its value. But the only reason I feel like it's starting to lose its value is because of the people that they're casting. I just feel like I don't understand why production companies don't listen to the fans. We've been asking for April Curry on since April Curry on said she wanted to be on All-Stars 1. Before All Stars wasn't even a, was even a thing. She was saying she wanted to be on All Stars. Jocelyn, it's so many people that we want back that we haven't gotten back, and that's the reason why I like this season because we have some girls that we've wanted back that haven't been back. So that's why I feel like this season will be better than at least three and five because three and five were ugh, four was okay, two was the best, and one was okay. So it's just like, yeah, with that being said, let's get into this episode of Standard Definition, where we're going to review the cast. So like I mentioned, mentioned, like I mentioned at the top of this episode, excuse the audio. I don't like I'm still using my Blue Yeti, but um, I'm just going to assume that my boyfriend destroyed my headphones or did something with them or took them because he's been fucking praying on them. And I don't have any regular, like, wired headphones to receive any audio, like, so I can hear myself. So I don't know what y'all picking up, whether I'm picking audio, whether I'm speaking too low. I turn my game down to what I think is appropriate. And it's on, like, the right settings and stuff. But, like, I'm, oh, my God, y'all. I really just feel like, I really feel like my mic is off right now. I feel like it's off. I feel like it's off, and I'm, one second. So, my mic is actually, I don't know for about how long it is recording, my microphone was actually off. I made sure that it was on, for sure, 
But like I said, I don't know if I'm going to be picking audio. I don't know what y'all going to be picking out. Da, 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 all this other stuff. But let's get into the fucking cast review. Because at this point, like, after just talking about my quote-unquote boyfriend or whatever, like, or whatever, like, it's really been pissing me off. Like, this, my whole relationship has been pissing me off ever since I've tried to reconcile it. Like, it's really been pissing me off. And it's really starting to trigger me right now. So I'm just about to just get through this. We're about to wrap it fucking review. First up on the docket, the one most best of me, all the criteria. Screw that. Just say, hey, Mr. Kiria. We have Akira Chanel Davenport hailing from season 11, top four. Her interest look is like giving me Jasmine Masters Christmas special runway vibes. I don't like it. It's a shit. And her Meet the Queens look is like a f literally bomb. Like literally bomb. Literally bomb. Her interest look is it for me. It's like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, the theme for this year was, like, sunset, sunrise, like, sunny. I don't even know how to fucking describe it. It's, like, a weird, like, a weird, cute color palette. They tried to, like, make it seem like it was, like, sunset. But, I don't, whatever. It was sunny, and she was cute. Period. So, basically, I am excited to see Akira. I feel like she was kind of overlooked a little bit on season 11. So, yeah. Next up... <laughs> Well, mother did say made the best woman win. <laughs> we got Jiggly Caliente Helen from season four, top nine, eight, seven, one of those three. She fell in the middle. She wasn't a filler queen, but she fell in the middle. Hailing from season four, you know, Jiggly is the ultimate lord right now, and I cannot wait to. I'm eating both her interest looks. And her promo looks, they're both, 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 both bomb, in my opinion. In my opinion, I feel like they're both bomb. And I'm really excited for what she has to bring because she just seems like she has this overall confidence about herself. Like, ugh. Jiggly, jiggly, jiggly. I'm excited to see. So next, um, she's backpack, backpack, back again. Jan from season 12. Gonna be... The queen on this season from the latest airing season of Drag Race. She's from season 12. I'm pretty sure season 12 was airing while this was filming or it just wrapped or something. Something. I'm pretty. She's fresh, 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 fresh off her season. So we got Jan. Um, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't really that excited to see Jan because we have queens from season two, three, four, five, six. Um,. Seven? Yeah. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. We skipped over eight. We went nine, ten, eleven, twelve. We have see we have queens from almost every seating season except seasons one and season eight. So I just feel like they could have they could have gave that to a season one girl or a season eight girl, just to, you know, to diversify the cast for real, for real. But um nevertheless, I'm not like I don't have any hard feelings against Jen. I think she's good TV, but I feel like her struggle this time was just not coming off like an eager super fan just wanting to be on the show versus being somebody that's mastered her talents. So next, your salty homegirl is back and she's sweeter than before. Raja D. O'Hara, bitch. Y'all know how if y'all know me and y'all y'all been following me forever y'all know all i post is drag race so whenever i get a cast announcement i'm always posting my faves raja was my fave from season 11 prior to even me seeing her when i saw her meet the queens 
when she was on the season, postseason, she's always been my favorite. I just relate with her so much. I just feel like she has that level of Roger from the block, Roger from the hood. But she doesn't need to let that hoodness, like, and that just, like, overall part of her that's never going to leave her pour over into her professional drag life like and her style and her all of that and like she's just underrated honestly she was an underrated queen on season 11 everybody was just so focused on it being rupaul's best friend race that they didn't see that raja was providing tv as well as looks on the runway she's a look queen well, I'm lying. She's not a look queen, but she can serve a look. I feel like she's a well-rounded queen. I feel like she has the potential to be super funny in an acting challenge. The potential to be like, you know, like walking around on the fucking runway like a fashion queen. And then she has the potential to do other things like singing, dancing. I feel like she's well-rounded. I'm eating both of her entrance looks and her promo looks. And yeah, I'm really, really, really excited. I'm also Team Raja. I'll tell you my other teams, but I am Team Raja. And next we have Ginger Mintz. I don't really remember her entrance line. I don't remember her entrance line, but her outfit is fucking ugly. It's a mess, and I'm not excited to see her, so I'm not going to talk about her. I just could have done without Ginger, honestly. And honestly, and honestly, if I'm going to be unfair and unbiased about Ginger being there, I'd don't like her interest look nor do i like her promo looks i just feel like ginger is just as good i feel like ginger is as good as season seven i feel like she i don't feel like she can get any better than what she brought to us on season seven because her looks on all stars fucking two were trash the looks that we saw of hers were absolutely fucking hideous i don't feel like she has a good sense of style and We've seen how funny she can be. We don't need to see that again. They didn't need to waste a smile on her. I understand she was sent home too early, quote unquote. But whatever. So next up. I hope you fucking like it doggy style. Because your Sophia is here to serve it to you. Doggy style, doggy style, doggy style. style. I'm so excited to see our Yara Sophia hailing from season three. All stars one, top four, top five. I believe, respectively. So yeah, I'm excited to see her. Uh, I just feel like I'm all I'm always down to see some Yara on my TV. Um, I'm excited to see what she can do years later alone because we haven't seen her compete alone since season three. Because you know they were teamed on All Stars one, so we haven't really seen her complete Dolo since season three. So I'm excited to see what she's going to bring in these new crop of girls because when last time she competed, she was only competing with girls from season four down. Now you're competing with the girls from season five to season 12. So Yara's going to have to step her pussy up if she wants to keep herself afloat in the sea of sharks, needless to say. Like, seriously. So next up we have... Big Silk with the good old milk, Silky Nutmeg Ganache, and it's just like, honestly, I have a love-hate relationship with Silky. I love the fuck out of Silky, but I also feel like she can be a bit much at times, and it's just like, not a good much. It's okay for bitches to be a bit much. It's okay for bitches to be extra, but it's like, when it's not like attractive, when it's like 
teetering showboating like that whole chauvinistic quality of our people when they feel like they're that shit it just gets unattractive but her entrance look is bomb her promo look is bomb her ponytail touching the back of her ass crack of her ass bottom of the pits of hell is bomb like silky looks good silky looks good for sure i can't knock that she looks good so yeah Next up, we have Pandora Box, and she has a box for delivery, but she heard they only accept deliveries in the rear. And she's hailing from season two, where she placed top five in All Stars one, where she was eliminated first. She's also Miss Congeniality of season two. That's 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 something worth noting, definitely. And I love both of her um, promo looks and her interest looks. Yeah, moving right along to Scarlet Envy. From season 11, which I'm kind of excited to see because I do feel like her journey was cut like short on season 11. Like, I can see if they gave her a right storyline to her elimination, but I feel like her storyline wasn't really finished. It didn't really plateau before she was eliminated. It's like they knew that she had more to show and we knew that she had more to show because she had already won a challenge before that. She won the um, good guy, girl, get out that episode. And then was in the bottom. And then kind of just, I wouldn't say coasted, but just stayed until she left. And I don't feel like, I feel like her her elimination was one of the most uneasiest ones to sit through. Because it definitely, definitely, definitely didn't seem right. So next up we have Serena Cha-Cha from season 5, top 11, top 12, I, bottom 12. That ain't no top, girl. Um, I mean, this is another girl they could have, like, almost saved a spot on. Like, what did y'all really feel like Serena needed to show? It's just, like, when someone gives you a glimpse of something on their season, like, a glimpse of the fact that they may be able to be funny or they may be able to dance, sing, act, charisma, you can nerve and talent, all of that. Then you go to show and say that, okay, yeah, they might have something to show for. They need to come back to All-Stars. They need need they need they All-Stars. Serena didn't need All-Stars because she didn't show us that she had anything worth showing again on season five. She wasn't funny in the lip sync extravaganza. Her outfit was shit. What? She can dance, I guess. She lip synced. Cool. But, yeah, Serena, I'm not really, really, really here for Serena. I'm not going to lie. So next up, we have Kylie Sonique Love, and I'm really, really excited excited to see Kylie because it's like, you can tell, like, through her transitioning and all that, like, she is just so uber confident and just exuding confidence through her. I'm so, so excited because, once again, Sonique was probably the first queen that people in the world were like, that lip sync deserved to be a show, a, a double Shantae. Like, Morgan versus Sonique was an iconic lip sync. Iconic lip sync for its time. And it's still iconic till this day. Like, it's crazy. Sonique really didn't make the most memorable impression on season two. She didn't really get that much screen time. And her elimination was just kind of like, you know, unsettling once again. So, you would think that she wouldn't have the best legacy. But two of hearts, that lip sync has carried her legacy. Like, seriously. And she's an undisputed double shantae queen period and both of her looks are bomb 
So next up we have, next up we have Trinity K. Bonet, which I'm also excited to see because similar to Sonique, I feel like she also has taken a journey outside of the show to gain her confidence and to gain knowing where her true talents are. And like, you can tell when a person is really feeling their unas deservedly. You can tell when a person is feeling it and they have a right to. And I feel like Trinity has a right to. And both of her looks are bomb as well. Last but not least, Eureka. I love Eureka. I do, but I'm tired of Eureka. I feel like we've just had a lot of Eureka. I don't like her looks. um, But I love Eureka. She makes me feel warm. She makes me feel nice. She makes me feel whatever. Cool. She's probably going to give us good TV too. Hell. But I just feel like we could have done without Eureka, Serena, and Ginger. Seriously. We could have. Honestly. Truly. And even we could have. No. Yeah. I said what I said, period. So that's the cast of All Star Six. And this is the rapid motherfucking review because right now I'm sitting here and I'm like really, really triggered. And I just don't know why I would let myself get like that. But honestly, I'm going to go in more in depth into my triggers and my whole mind state of mind state and everything that has happened in this month and a half, two months of me not being here in due time so i want to thank y'all for coming tuning into this episode of standard definition where we talk about the now the before and the later and i will catch y'all on the flip side good girl damn bye